3: I hate to break the fishing news after ramchuk but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey
2: congratulations you're one of the 13 listeners of the real life podcast we
4: just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. might it, want to mark that down uh, MC uh, that Yep. Honest.
5: all of my projects are on schedule until they're not
2: a member of the nation network of podcasts about as
5: funny as we're gonna get uh, today.
0: Episode 230 of the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Rumchuk, joined by Bag Milk J. Wanye. No Chalmers yet, but we know Chalmers likes to just pop in at random moments throughout the podcast. So at some point, we're going to see him show up on our FaceTime call, and then you will hear him through your ear holes, because that's what podcasts are all about. Episode 230 of the podcast is brought to you by Oodle Noodle. Fourteen locations in Edmonton. It's absolutely delicious. Uh last week I said my order. I'm gonna put you on the spot, begged milk. What's your go to at oodle noodle?
1: Oh, without question. But this is easy. This okay. is very, very easy. It's nope. a hot box with shrimp with two green onion cakes.
0: There you go. <gasps> it's Every a championship week... order. That is a championship order. Every week I'm gonna ask someone for their uh for their oodle noodle order. That's how I've decided or... to tackle the ad reads for the next while.
1: Tyler, if oh. I'm hungover, war wonton soup. Again, with two green onion cakes, those are my two. Easy. Hands down.
4: Ooh, butter chicken hungover is amazing.
1: Yep. And then you got the opportunity to dunk. I like dunking when I'm hungover, Tyler. Mm. So be it soup or butter chicken, you're going to win either way.
4: Yeah. Um, When yeah. When I'm hungover, there's no, like, I just want everything. I want every flavor I can get.
0: That's fair. Oh, my mic cut out. That's fair. Ooh, I'm having mic issues today. Uh. That's uh, that's unlike your check, who has the fancy microphone of the four of us. Um, mm-hmm. I'm barely paying attention because the Masters are on and I absolutely love watching golf on TV. That's something I picked up over the pandemic really hardcore. And even before that, I loved watching the Masters. Uh, Masters in November. Interesting, though. Very interesting. Are we betting on the Masters, Tyler? Are we, are we betting on the Masters? Bagged milk, please. I, I'm like,
1: I'm looking right now at my sports book. I don't even know what I can bet
0: on. Um, yeah, and that's actually, that's a great tease. That's a good professional tease because we have Scott Hastings coming up in about uh, 30 minutes. And he can tell us how to bet on golf. We'll talk to him from Audrek. Audrek, your spot, your spot for sports betting information. Uh, yeah, the guys I bet on, I uh, have seven guys that I put money on to win. Thomas, Shoffley, Johnson, Finau, Rose, Morikawa, and the Canadian, Corey Connors. You always got to bet on the Canadian. And uh, I got some other bets for round one here. Like, you can bet on head-to-head golfers. Like, who's going to have a better score between two guys? So I did that a bunch as well. Um, Yeah, I love betting on golf. Betting on golf, watching golf, playing golf. I'm a golf guy.
4: You're missing one greasy pick who just always is... What else? We'll save it. I'll save it for Hastings. Who you can just set your watch to he is going to be in the mix. And sure as shit he is in round 1. And I we'll talk about that when Scott comes on.
0: Um an interesting debate I had today at work as we were talking or at uh, at the radio station. Um at when you're golfing, are you a hot dog or a sandwich guy after the front nine?
4: Ooh. Okay, well that's circumstantial. So if I'm just <laughs> living my normal life, yeah. And it's like, hey, you know, I'm in town it's you know and, and it's a work day you know uh i'm definitely a sandwich guy but like if if you know i'm on a golf trip or you know it's it, we'll call it a fun saturday round uh and i'm also enjoying the uh the nation beers on the course uh definitely hot dog or or well sorry hot dog but if something supersedes hot dog if they have it. And it's very rare that they do. And okay. I grew up on these goddamn things. And that is a delicious sausage roll. Oh.
1: I uh, love me a sausage roll. Interesting.
4: So sausage rolls supersedes everything. Um, and then, but the the likelihood of you encountering one now is
1: yeah. dwindling.
4: So I date myself when I mention sausage roll. But uh, RIP, they're delicious. but uh, And if you, you want to go deeper, our boy Mandrick always says, The best thing you can get at the turn is a sausage roll and a root beer. And I'd have to agree because I'm a big root beer guy. So circumstantial, if I'm living my best life, keeping it tight, sandwich. If I'm living my best life and letting it loose and having a good, you know, uh, enjoying myself uh, and having a few beers, hot dogs.
1: One of my favorite things that we ever did at one of the nation golf tournaments was we had a little game. It was the first year we ever did it where we had a little game on one of the holes of who could out-drive who? It was me or Mandrick? Yeah. And if you look at Mandrick, because at the time he had the long flow and locks, and you wouldn't think he was a golfer, but I tell you, he can smash him.
4: Mandrick is a good golfer. Now, uh, I have to say this, because I'm a, I'm from the long ball guild. He's an absolute bunt,
0: but he's so consistent. Mario
1: <laughs> drove me, I gave a hell of a divot, Tyler.
0: On your drive, you had a hell of a divot.
4: Oh, yeah, I'm terrible. I I I like it,
1: but I'm terrible. I'll tell
4: you, to answer that question, I'll tell you the best thing you can have on a golf course, and that's having Yegg serving burgers on one of the holes.
0: That was fucking unreal. That Nation. I only did the one because that was my first year of working with you guys. Um, But that was so much fun. And I was very drunk. I can't wait to do it again. I golfed terribly. But uh, yeah, I also can't wait to do it again. That, and when I saw the, uh, I got a Snapchat memory, whatever it was now, like a month ago. Of uh, me and Coom really drunk at the season opening party when they were in Europe. Oh, so it was like, love me a brunch party! Oh man, it's like noon, and I was just buckled at the pint, and me and Coom were just having a great time. Oh, I miss those. That's when
1: you, uh, yeah, I love brunch parties at the pint. Because that's when you get two a.m. drunk at uh, two in the afternoon, and it is yeah. a adventure of a day
0: a long, long marathon day. And then you're home by like three and your whole schedule is fucked. Because usually for me, like when I get that drunk in the afternoon, it's like, all right, I need to go to bed and I'll sleep for like four hours and wake up at nine and be like, what the hell is going on right now? What day is it? If Uh, there's
1: one thing that the pandemic has done for me, Tyler, it's I'm really dialing in my day drinking, my day mm -hmm. drinking game. Yeah, that's fair. I can keep at a steady four and a half, five out of 10 for hours now, which I think is key.
0: This past summer, I uh, went golfing with my buddies and I had a little bit too much to drink. So I had to go home and crush a nap. And then we had plans to go to my buddy's house for just like a little backyard fire afterwards. So I fell asleep at whatever, four o'clock. And I woke up, shades down, everything. It was dark in my room. And I woke up and I was getting a call from my buddy and I picked up. I'm like, hello? And he was like, yeah, where the hell are you? Like, we're all, we're waiting for you to show up. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's 8 a.m. And he's like, no, you idiot. It's 8 in at night. It's 8 p.m. Remember, we're supposed to hang out. And I was like, oh, yeah, shit. I totally forgot about that. Like, I slept so good for four hours. I legitimately thought it was the next day. Most confused I've been in a while. Anyways, for the record, I would pick a sandwich. That's where we were going with that conversation. <laughs> um, A little bit of Oilers talk. They were, I mean, every team dropped these new teasers. But the Oilers dropped the teaser of their new reverse retro jersey. Um, we've seen like some... You know, reported leaks online and all that, but looking at this thing, an actual Adidas product, and you just kind of got the corners of it. What does everyone think? I think it's sick. I'm getting. I that. Think it's
1: sick. Oh, I love it. Uh, my love uh, it. fresh Nugent Hopkins jersey is going to look great on that thing.
4: Well, so I only own. Oh no, that's a lie. Because I was partying with the Germans and I bought a white dry saddle. And say my only white jersey is a Nuge, so I have to get Nuge on the next white jersey I get. But yeah, know. Well, I-
1: I made that stupid comment that as soon as he signs his extension I'm going to buy every flavor and New Jersey I can find so I've got a big ticket coming yeah, here right now. Now
4: there's like six jerseys to buy.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, don't, if, don't
4: forget that black and orange one that they've never played in that you see circulating around
0: there. You got to yeah, get your hands yeah, yeah, on yeah. one of those. Uh, yeah, the weird yeah. like blackout edition jerseys. I love it. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of white in general for jerseys. I think white jerseys are just so crisp. Like if I I have a ton of jerseys an absurd amount um, but like I, I'd say close to fifty percent of them are actually white, just because I love got the to, look of them.
4: Got to run a tight game with white. I've got a new pocket jersey yeah. right now that can tell you a story <laughs> uh, about how I live my life when I'm at the hockey games.
3: Well, all think my about- jerseys are rocking bizarre stains, and I can't yeah, absolutely. I can't clean them because it would get rid of the good luck that we've accumulated since 2007.
1: It just reminds me of when we were in Vegas in February, and Rick was wearing that fresh Yamamoto white jersey, and he mustered it up to a championship oh, yeah. degree. <laughs>
4: that was good. That was a good looking jersey, though.
1: It was a great looking jersey.
3: My, My- Everly jersey has right down the Oilers logo a stripe of red sourpuss from <laughs> smashing red sourpuss post game victory shots.
0: Ugh, red
1: sourpuss. Man. What a victory shot of yeah. red sourpuss
3: <laughs> oh, fuck! Well, it's like twenty thirteen boys.
0: And the is like twelve percent. Like, ooh man, times I, are different. Yeah. Well, they
3: have vodka in them, it's vodka with a
0: splash of sourpuss for for color. Oh damn! Okay, that would That's the be, game plan. That'd be pretty good.
1: That'll make you, I, I don't know how the sourpuss ended up on your jersey, but that would make me vomit for sure.
4: Red sourpuss is delicious. You just gotta space it out throughout your night.
1: Well, it's better than the tray of jack chops that you usually show up with. The so first,
4: <laughs> the first sip
3: of red sourpuss is delicious. Oh. The last sip is the worst
1: thing you've ever tasted in your life. My
4: esophagus is just burning thinking yeah. about this.
1: That's how you know it's working. It yeah. reminds me of vomiting in the middle of Kingsway Avenue because my buddies and I were shacking sourpuss before Ookfest back in probably 2004. Oh. Yeah, I don't yeah, know the if
4: headstones I've... were playing.
1: The headstones, uh, actually, no, the social code was uh, uh, headlining that year. And uh, I don't know if I've drank a Sour Puss since.
4: One time, Jay
3: and I were driving with a buddy, and we went through a. We weren't driving. We were in the vehicle. We went through a drive-through car wash and drank an entire bottle of Sour Puss in the time it took to clean and dry the car.
0: You were just sitting in the back of Buddy's car, and he was like, I need a car wash. And you are like, well, now's probably a good time to crack no, this open.
3: We're like, we got to get to the bar. It's game time. He's like, oh, I got to get my car washed before we can go. We're like, no, it's game time. We've already gone to the liquor store. We want to go out and pregame in the Cowboys parking lot. Such was the um, traditions of the time. Right. Fair. And he's like, no, I'm going to wash my car. We're like, well, then fine. We're going to drink this whole bottle of Sour put in the car wash. And we did it. And that's the spirit that got us the Lilla hummus.
1: Looking back on your drinking career, is there something that you started out drinking that now as you've evolved you just can't believe you did like i used to get just i would buy a mickey of of zambuca and i would Ooh. just sip on that
0: Jeez, what? man what on earth
1: that's well, not great They have
3: an overwhelming uh, desire for black licorice all no. i can
4: all i can think of uh that was weird is like like I used to drink like Boons, yeah. which is. I Nothing know. weird I there. On. On. But I don't know. I haven't had a Boons in a long time. So I don't know if that, uh, if that would taste good or not. Cause that's just sugar, yeah. sugar on top of sugar. Uh, and then for a while there, uh, because you know, uh, a young Jay's living on a budget. Uh, I don't know what happened, but this liquor store in the West End. Um, I don't know what happened. A, there must have been a problem at the warehouse. They they there's obviously a discontinued <laughs> there's obviously a discontinued beer, uh, that was like this hemp beer that they bought apparently all of it. I don't remember this stuff.
3: Yeah. For the
4: whole summer you could get a six pack of this stuff for like four bucks. <laughs> and so we'd always like run once again, like and and then that like four dollars so you get that in a bottle of boons for like twelve bucks like that like that, that's a night nice right there. That's a beer was so bad. Oh we would just force it down like just oh it was gross. It was always warm. Oh yeah, yeah they, they, they they wouldn't cause yeah they could they'd have to charge you an extra quarter for it. Yeah. They put it in the cooler. <laughs> um, so it was always it was always on the warm floor. Uh it was just I couldn't uh remind me of so drinking
1: a uh, TNT beer. Oh yeah.
4: Oh it's super tastes cheap. And fuzzy. Like, you taste like hair, like, yeah, like it, fur.
1: Yeah, it tastes like you're licking a comb.
4: I had a stint your M where wherever we would go, I'd always try to have like a bartender that was like
3: my bartender, that we had a, some sort of arrangement and understanding. And I'd period for a time at Iron Horse where I would drink bar mat shots to get oh. no tab. No. And they'd be like, oh, you're irrigated. We'll kill your bill for you if you drink the bar mat. I'm like, no problemo. Let's get this going. And they'd give me like a hundred bucks worth of booze.
0: But, like, what would be the point from their perspective? They knew you were coming to drink. Just entertainment? Oh, okay. Like, drink the fucking oh, bar mat? Yeah. And well, and
3: they would come see me, and I would give them free booze. Who the hell knows why if we do anything we do. Just like, will you do it again? I'm like, of course.
0: Have you ever had
1: a bar mat, Tyler? No. The good expensive. thing about a bar mat is they're always different. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah like a true. snowflake. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back man. in the day,
1: like, when,
3: when there were, like, a busy nightclub, and you had, like, Twelve busy bartenders going at iron horse simultaneous. You could get away with all sorts of shit.
0: That's fair. Um, that's gross me. Keep in mind that I, you know, my drinking days are—I'm not too long into them. Uh, so for me, like when I first started drinking, I remember the first night I ever was like, "All right, me and my one buddy." I was like, "We are getting the buddy that came to Vegas with us." Actually, I was like, "All right, we're getting drunk tonight." Like for the first time, we were gonna get hammered, and it was like, "Yep." Done and like I had done the you know, like drink at a family wedding kind of thing and all that, but I'd never like gone out somewhere with my buddies to a party and like gotten hammered. So, um, I was not of age, and uh, so I had to get my sister. I was like, Hey, I don't know what I want to drink, but I want twisted teas and beer for me and my buddy. So, she went and she got us twisted teas and a 12 pack of Rickard's Red.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Mm. Well, Red.
0: no, like now I'm like, mmm, Rickards <laughs> Red, delicious. When you aren't long into your beer drinking career, Rickards Red is not, it's not an entry beer. It's not a starter beer. So I just remember trying to like choke down Rickards Red, trying to get drunk, and then just eventually slamming the Twisted Teas. Uh, Twisted yeah, Teas thought, became my drink of choice were, for a uh, while, but I can't anymore.
1: Un- understandably so. They're delicious uh the i would say that if i saw somebody drinking rickard's red when i started my career i would think you were a fancy boy because i always had 40s because yeah. they were cheap
4: well it's oh, yeah. it's funny you say fancy so my first ever keg party i went to the keg was rickard's red and it was a keg party for a school like a uh, private high school so it was a bunch of rich kids uh, and i was i was friends with someone on the outside and we got invited in but so I put, I forever put Rickards red on a pedestal. Cause that was my first cake party experience. Just like I put Barry T's as like, like, I remember I was 16 and I got snuck into Barry T's and I remember walking in and I thought I was like right in the middle of Pakistan on the strip in Vegas. Like I was like, Holy cow, look at the lights! look at the dance floor. So it's funny how you put things on a pedestal all forever ever love Rickard's red because it that was a magical night for me that was like a uh, yeah well that was a milestone night for when Tager. i was
3: entering into my drinking career and i went to it like a busy nightclub i thought i was at the playboy mansion on christmas yeah Eve, that's the thing like the excitement level i remember going back to school being like you won't even believe what nightclubs are they're like a school dance they're open every night and people drink booze
0: it's a great way to illustrate it though to someone who would be like too young to know what's really going on.
1: You're too young to even know about things like twenty five cent draft on Thursdays at Cowboys, my friend. Like I yeah. remember the first time rolling into there and you put down a five a five spot and they give you a tray back of beer. It was the best.
0: Oh yeah, it was the best. Yeah,
3: It must for, be discouraging your M check. It must be discouraging for you to know you've missed everything good
0: happening. Yep. Yeah, from yeah. what you guys tell me, life was a lot better in you know the early 2000s. Um, for me, the cheapest booze ever was is when you'd go to one of the bars in Edmonton and they would do like until 10 o'clock or until 11 o'clock. It's two seventy five highballs. Like that was the best oh, you could there get. there would Whoa.
3: be a siren. They'd have a siren and be like, for the next five minutes, two seventy five. Yeah, you run over.
0: I remember once I remember one, one of my buddies who. Uh, I mean, granted, <clears throat> we were like 18 at this time, so none of us had any money. But he was like scraping it like he was like, all right, boys, I got like 20 bucks to go out with tonight. So we get to the bar. He goes to the bartender. He's like, yeah, it's 275. He goes, just give me five shots. So she comes back and she goes, yeah, it's gonna be like $28. He's like, what are you talking about? It's 275. She goes, no, sorry. That's until uh, 11. It's 1101 now. And she wouldn't give it to him. He was like, that's bullshit. Like, come <laughs> on. I I started my order at 11. She was like, sorry, computer says I rang it up too late. Uh, and we Rules to, like, of the rules, man. man yep. Oh, man. He was so mad. He needed one of us to, like, spot him some money so he could pay for the shots.
1: They were like, I'll spot you the eight. We have to get the 75 else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, plays like Union Hall that had the escalating booze prices as you went along the night. It started off at 25 cent highballs, then 50 cents, then 75, then a dollar. If you were by the time to go they to there early
3: and missed pre-gaming somewhere better, you yep. get a hell of a deal.
1: Absolutely. And by the time the dollar highballs kicked in, you were just rat-ass drunk, just falling down. It was the best. Good times. Can't imagine why they canceled those. So,
0: me me, and my buddies... the doesn't want
3: us to have any fun, that's why.
0: Me and my buddies <laughs> every year, we do a golf trip to Cam Rose. Again, this was a tradition that started when we were like 17... Um, and it was so they have a super cheap stay and play. Their golf course is fun and it's close to Edmonton. So we do that, and there's the barn cameras, OCs. And every time you go up there, everything's a different price, it feels like. You'll go up there and be like, yeah, two rum and cokes and uh two shots. And the bartender comes back, gives you and goes, Yeah, $12.75. Then you do it like 10 minutes later with a different bartender, and they come up to you and they go, same order, and they'll be like, Yeah, it's 1850. Like, what the fuck? They're ripping
3: you off, buddy. They're pocketing the difference.
0: Well, yeah, I kind of figured that. But, I mean, i am you're not in a position at, like, 18, 19 years old to be like, fuck you. It's not that yeah. much money. Like, you just kind of got And gotta... they know that. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, I like that this wasn't even written down in the topics. And we got on the, you know, we started talking about our drinking memories. That's good.
1: Sometimes you get inspired by all the horrible decisions you made on Zambuca, you know? Nothing's well, happening. All we have to do is
3: reminisce while we watch November Masters.
0: Uh, yeah,
4: all I've well one more bar story. No bar sorry. So I go to Moose Jaw quite a bit and uh, learning Edmonton bar culture, which is you know you buy something for four twenty five, you give them five bucks, keep the change or three so whatever. Mm-hmm. So you know that's not a practice that was adopted in Saskatchewan. So in Moose Jaw, i at the bar and i would i would be the i would be tipping right i'd give them and they, they would be like what what no. and they'd be shocked that you did it but then all of a sudden i was like i, I quickly elevated that night as like the rock star guy because i'm the one tipping the 25 cents or the 50 cents on the drink that the as the rock and royal the r.i.p the rock getting, and royal
3: all right was getting
4: packed i'd be like i'm gonna go get a drink like i just go stand in line and the guy would just like point at me. It'd be like 10 people deep, and he'd get my drink ready for me. All because I was tipping like 25, 50 cents. It was, I, I was like, it was, it was unreal. I felt like I said, I felt like a rock star. That's good living. Yeah, that was great.
0: great living. You can also feel like a rock star by visiting our friends at Twig and Berries by looking oh, good. Shit. They will make you look good. And uh, right now, head to their Instagram. It's twig. And Berries, C-A. The word and is spelled out, not the little fancy symbol. And uh, they're doing a bit of a giveaway right now. Tag your partner. Ladies, put this on the Christmas list. They've created the perfect gift box for the man in your life. Sorry, this is not a giveaway. It is a gift box they've put together. I don't know why I said giveaway. They got their best-selling hoodie, the Connor hoodie, a pair of Nutsack underwear, a pair of and active fit socks, and the ultra-slim wallet, the tumbler, and their branded toque. All of that for 150 bucks. If you're looking for someone you're doing some Christmas shopping for and all that, that's the spot. You just go to Twig and Berries, use the promo code NATION15, get that big gift package, you save 15% on it, and your Christmas shopping is done. Just like that. Check it off. Twig and, Berries, C-A, twig and Berries.ca online. There you go. Support local, look good, feel good, all that stuff.
4: If you feel really ambitious, slide in a NATION100 and see what happens.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you want to feel like a rock star, there would be no better moment to do so than maybe going in the back door of the pint, waving at Rick as you walk through and only your nut sack underwear tie. Wouldn't
0: that be a power move? You just walk you around hit the D time floor and,
1: like that.
4: Yeah. It would be an honor to be doing a cooler pop in the back of the pint in nothing but Nutsack
0: sack underwear. Mm-hmm. And remember, tag our friends at Twig and Berries on social media and tell Rick. them to do a sweat pant collab with Nation Gear. Please, yes. Um, I also think an underwear collab would be great, but that's a maybe. That's a topic for another day.
4: Well, that's probably the easier thing to do. But probably. let's start with a more challenging one and then do the easy
0: one. Yeah, you start aim high, aim high. You'll aim never high. be disappointed. Right. Uh, Jay, that's are you rocking a new hoodie as well? There from uh, from Nation Gear.
4: I'm rocking our Mobilized latest Mobilized co- collab right now hoodie. That's a
0: sharp looking hoodie. Check it out, NationGear.ca. Uh, similar to the last one, but it's got that gray look. I like that. I dig it.
3: Jay, okay, I got to tell you the truth about my Mobilized hoodie. It got it got air I was eating a donair, Barry Evanson story, and I got grease all over it. And for some reason, I was like, "Oh, this will be fine. I'll get the grease out later." And there was no later. And now I can't wear it anymore because it's covered in grease. Oh. Well, but I feel like it's okay because it was a really good donair.
4: Well, that's good. My last yeah. donair experience, I made the fuck. I made a mistake. i up. I, I I I went against my my code my donair code this was a jumbo marco i have no regrets no that's fine i went to prime time down the street and this is probably even a shot of prime time well except for i don't they cut their meat too small which i don't like but I, they have the chicken and the beef so i decided to get the mix i mixed the chicken and the beef donair and it was uh, just regrets like you go and get a don't the thing about a donair is that like when you go and get one, it's because you really fucking want one, right? yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not because it's just something to like put into your system to no. tide you over. It's because, like, man, I want a donair. So, like, I was like, man, I want a donair. So, I go and I fuck it all up by crossing the meat and uh, go home and crush it at uh, at home. And I was kind of like, just I was just mad at myself.
1: That's almost similar to how I fucked up my donair last week because, like you said, I really wanted one. But I decided to skip the dishes, a donair, and I didn't pay attention to what the address was. So by the time it got to me, it didn't travel well.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah,
4: you got to pick the, like, you got to, yeah, you got to pick the close, uh, shop because they don't, they don't travel the best.
1: You know? No. And the pita is, like, basically just a soggy mess, And that's not the donair shop. No, it's fault. not. That was my fault.
4: It's not. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I did the exact same thing, Doug Mel. I ordered, uh, I was like, oh, sweet, like, good rating. And, uh. They were like, uh, it was like 58 minutes or something, like crazy. Oh, boy, did you know
3: you know this, having done all your Donair reviews. If you want a good Donair, you really want to
4: honor the game, you have to go in. You do. You do. Yep. So, yeah, I went in and annoyingly made that mistake. That's the thing. I ate it. I'm sure the chicken Donair is fine. No, it's that not. Did, that does chicken donaires
3: are not good. Yeah, but it wasn't in my good.
4: mental map. It was, I wanted the fucking true beef Donair. So I hit and I even went jumbo on it too. Or large. So, so that's one thing. Like if you're a don't air shop, like play the role. Do not go small, medium, and large. It is you,
5: jumbo, got, it, super jumbo,
4: quintuple jumbo. No, no, like no, no. no, to no. Mix it's like the, like
1: regular
4: super jumbo. Yeah, it it got too it got too hairy. I should've I should have aborted the mission right then and there. Because I'm regretting it, because that's now my last doner experience. So now I got to. I go to
3: Marcos, I have the same argument with myself. Do I get a cheeseburger? The Marcos cheeseburgers are beyond belief.
1: Hmm.
3: Or do I get a jumbo donaire, which I know is my spirit animal? Hmm. These are the decisions that keep you up at night, boys.
0: Yep. That's uh sure. that's kind of the dilemma I have at like almost every restaurant I go to. You know, everywhere you go, you kind of got like the one thing that you know you love. So how do you
3: order your end? If you go if you're thinking of going to a restaurant, do you already have a dish in mind?
0: Uh, I usually have a dish in mind, but I always read through the menu anyways, because you never know when something's just gonna like catch your mind as you make, ah damn, actually that looks good today. And it also depends on the mood, right? Do you spread your business
3: around or do you have places you normally frequent?
0: Um, like, Keep in mind with the pandemic I haven't been eating out a lot No, no, it's non-COVID times But pre-COVID times, yeah, there was definitely a bit of a rotation Where like, you know, we're In in St. Albert, there's three, four places Kind of close to me, and it's kind of like, eh, you know Those are the places that are walking distance and all that You know, you can get there quickly
3: I see you as an older man being like I've been eating the Reuben sandwich here in Boston Pizza for 30 years (laughs) And the manager being like, oh, you must love it You're like, not really (laughs) It's but it's consistent. It's, I don't know. I just it yeah. is what it is. <laughs> it is yeah, it is your consistent.
4: Mchuck's going to be the early bird special yeah. guy.
3: We have to get there forty five minutes earlier, dear. Ten percent off eggs.
0: Yeah, no, that is actually that would be one hundred percent me. I'm a good Ukrainian. I like saving money. What can I say?
4: Nation fifteen. Nation yeah, fifteen nation at twig and
0: berries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Um, speaking of, we were talking Nation Gear and all that bag milk. I noticed you're rocking a uh, all black Nation hoodie. That's one of the older. Yep. blackout designs, but we got new ones coming. I know we've teased it a bit on the podcast, but I saw more of it going up today. Uh, those are going to look very sharp. That's my favorite We're, collection that we do.
4: That's, and, and the one Bag Milk's uh, wearing is being resurrected for this year. Yeah, black I mean, bring, on black. Bring them back to number one. Not, yeah,
1: I'm really, I haven't seen all of the designs yet, to be honest, so I'm really enjoying these teasers that are coming up, because it's like a puzzle. An
0: adventure it a puzzle.
4: Piece it all together.
0: Not that uh, Blue,
4: it's black on black.
0: Not that I'm one to ask for stuff, but I'm just saying if a couple showed up, you know, while I'm doing all these new video streams that we got going on every Tuesday, one o'clock on our Twitch, I think it'd be pretty sharp if I had Very a... Very
3: valid point. If would I had, you wear it all the time on Twitch?
0: I would wear it every second of my life, even when I'm not on Twitch, but I'd wear it especially when I'm on Twitch. I think I actually think that's something I meant to bring up the other day when we were talking. Like, I think doing more video stuffs a good chance for us to show off the nation gear a little bit as well, which we are well, doing more video content coming to you.
4: And I... Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. We had a great call about that yesterday. I've also got your Twig and Berries box. we got to get to you. Ah, uh,
0: okay. We've got we a- had a
3: great call about it. it. Was Jay going, if I have to ask one more time for this shit to go on video, bag bill going, it's impossible. None of us actually know how to do anything. If okay, you're going, well, that's not the spirit we have around here. And then we're <laughs> all agreeing, even though we don't know what we're
4: doing, more video content. Well, that call led into yesterday's call and it it's sounds productive. like we're figuring it out. Exactly.
0: Me and Josh Park got a handle on this stuff. Well, actually mainly Josh Park, but I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm like if we're assigning roles, I'm the fourth liner who's just going to, I think, do some dirty work. And Josh Park is going to be the fancy boy who makes everything look good and gets well, his wins.
4: Josh Park just, he was just in the office here. He's going down into the studio. He just bought like a, 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 a what, what looks like uh, a Hollywood set sized green screen. Ooh. So the whole the whole studio, I think, is going to be wrapped around in green, I think, when he all said and done. Wait. so we are ready. Video well, game for the this. next cup for the next. Well, we're working on the video right now. We're going to yeah. be doing some video, but we're going to be leveling up for uh start of next season. I love it. I'm looking forward
1: to seeing what he came up with because even if, Follow Josh on Instagram, Josh T Park. Just seeing what he did in his little home studio there in the basement. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does at the office. I Um, got to
4: see that studio. It's funny because it's like in his bedroom and it's like it's so small, but on camera, it looks like it's huge.
0: Yeah. Size doesn't matter. It's how you use it.
4: That's what she said.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, I'm watching The Masters right now. And I'm fired yeah. up because my boy, Justin Thomas, who I bet a couple of units on, uh, that guy has three birdies on the first three holes. He is on fucking fire right now. And I am loving it. Hey, Chalmers, you betting on the Masters? Chalmers!
1: You know Yay! I am, boy. How are you?
5: Good. What are you
0: sipping on, Chalmers?
5: Better late than never. I don't have a drink right now. I'm nervous.
0: health. all hell. Um, um... Chalmers, just to run you through the topics we've hit on already today, have you seen the new Oilers jersey that's being <laughs> teased?
5: So I saw the thing that um, Oilers Nation put on Instagram. That's yeah. about as
1: far as it went. yeah. Do you like it? From what I see, it looks pretty sick, man. It
5: looks cool.
0: nice. When I all... want to
1: touch on the topic with Chalmers, though, because I think you're going to have a good story. Looking back on your drinking career, Chalmers, yeah. and where you're at now, is there yeah. something that you cannot believe you used to drink? So for me, what I used to do when I was like 18, 19, I would buy a mickey of Zambuca, and I would sip it, which yeah. is just complete madness.
5: We used to do meringues. Have you ever heard of a meringue with zambuca? What no. you'd do is you'd put it, you'd put it in like a little snifter cup, and then you could light it on fire. And if you <laughs> put your hand on it, it the fire would go out, but it would suck, it would suck into your hand. And then you could shake it all up, and then when you cracked it, there would be a strong, strong aroma from the fire going out in there.
3: Well, the and, alcohol becomes fumes at that point. You can get drunk off vapor.
5: Yeah, and you'd smell it, and you'd like take a big smell of it, and then shoot it, and it was. And it was a little warm. uh, oh, it was just a And delightful.
3: then you go, merengue. And then you go, merengue.
5: You, you can dance around with two of them on your hand. But you got to use the fat part of the hand by the thumb um, because then it really sucks into the glass. And you have to use the right type of um, sniffers. They look like yeah. wine glasses, but they're very short-stemmed. Very, very short-stemmed.
3: Like a pork glass.
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty much. Okay. And what did I used to drink? Yeah, there's like two things that I used to drink that I cannot believe I drank. And number one was a Rev. Do you remember Rev? Oh, oh those best. the Revs are They're delicious.
0: delicious. They're those great.
5: things are disgusting. Shut and up. They are Hypnotic. Do you remember hip- remember their Hypnotic?
4: Revs are older
5: cousins. Yeah, Hypnotic was another one. And it was like I love hypnotic. fluorescent blue and just disgusting. Delicious. Like-
4: it, but it was it was uh, hypnotic was such a waste of money because it was sugary low, low booze and expensive <laughs> yeah but everywhere you went they had a black light it literally glowed oh like look the cool. That's the thing i, yeah, I, see,
5: I that bought was the cool.
4: packaging
3: love that
5: Alizé was also pretty weird i don't know what I we did we well, for
3: Alizade nights i can't remember where on
5: white Ab somewhere and it was like
3: two flavors of And i was like no i, way. To, I remember
5: i remember you people used to get orange Alizé and yeah. mixed with club soda which turns into like basically you're not really drinking anything.
4: <laughs> May as well take a deep breath.
5: Yeah. revs were like the very first Red Bull kind of thing. but it was I like can't a- believe. I
3: used to shotgun a rev for like luck to start my night.
1: Yeah, I love rev yeah. too.
5: Those can't be good for you. Yeah,
3: fine, he, it was 20 years ago. Took-
1: what,
5: about,
4: uh, so what's, what about the golf question your I'm sorry.
0: Uh The golf question. After nine holes, Chalmers, are you a sandwich oh, okay. or a hot dog guy?
5: Oh, sandwich. Never go hot dogs.
0: A good roast beef sandwich? Fucking right.
5: For an added level of
4: difficulty, if there's a sausage roll uh, on the menu, (laughs) does that affect your decision?
5: Never been a big sausage roll guy. No. You guys used to always eat those things a lot, and I never got those. I I still
4: would if they sold them.
5: I'm more of a muffin cinnamon bun type of guy. Oh, yeah. You know, I like my sweetness. But, uh, but it's definitely sandwiches. Hot dogs, my problem with a hot dog is, like, if you're carrying your bag and you're trying to eat a hot dog and you put lots of condiments, and it's it it's a two-hander, right? Whereas yeah. the sandwich is just one hand. And inevitably, I used to always get mustard on me somehow. Don't know how, but I used to do it. And so, yeah, not a big hot dog fan. <laughs> you know
3: what Jay loves, Chalmers, after nine holes, is a banana bread he forgets about in his golf bag.
5: Oh, man, he likes. It was like it always was a treat for him. He used to put banana
3: bread. There was a bread. junior golfers where Jay would get banana bread every single time, put it in his bag and forget about it. Three holes later, go to get a tea and be like, "Oh shit, banana oh. bread!" It was like <laughs> every <laughs> round of golf, uh, it was, was the best.
4: Have you ever have you ever had surprise banana bread? <laughs> yes, yes, it's some I'm of the best.
5: It was kind of bananas in general. I remember when you went through your banana stage where you were like, you like, remember Tiger Woods used to always eat bananas. Halfway during his round, he'd have like a bag full of bananas. Get
3: the potassium in your
4: blood.
5: Yes. And yeah, you're yeah so to wait wait electrolytes. I just I couldn't put a banana in my golf bag. I'd be worried no. about it getting smushed. and disgusting. I'm still
4: I'm still living the banana kick. I love if if I have them at home, which I buy buy them every week. But if if they're left, every morning I have peanut butter and banana toast.
5: Oh well, we we go through more bananas in our house than I think probably all you guys combined. I mean, that's like yeah. because you adopted
3: that gorilla charm.
4: <laughs>
5: well, yeah.
3: And uh, since um, Mr. Pickles moved in, it's banana o'clock.
5: But, yeah, I've been checking. I've been checking. I'm in this big master. I'm in this big, uh, like, year-long golf thing where you try to – you pick, like, seven golfers in a in a salary cap type of format. DraftKings? And you have to try to – no, it's on It's uh. on Office Pools. It's set up by a guy. So it's, it's inputted on uh, OfficePools.com. And you mm-hmm. can – yeah, you can basically, like – so I have – Right now, Paul Casey and Hideki Matsuyama, who
0: are doing pretty damn good. So, I'm looking good right now. Paul Casey's on fire. Um, I bet big on Justin Thomas. He's my boy, and he's three under through three, so I am loving that. Uh, But how about Tiger Woods? Before we get to Scott Hastings, even if you're not a Tiger fan, I think you're intrigued by Tiger. And the tournaments are more exciting when Tiger's at the top. He's four under on the day. I think he's almost done at this point as of us recording. But he's going to be in the conversation here, I think, heading into the weekend, and that's fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm,
5: Tiger Woods makes everything better. Every golf tournament. I mean, if you watch the Masters, like previews, all the shows I've been watching for the last couple of days, it's been very Tiger heavy. And I don't know if you guys have been watching the TSN guys. Um, when they showed up day one, like on Tuesday, it was James Duffy, uh, um, Bob Weeks and, Graham, and Dillette. Graham Dillette. And they were standing and it was their first one and they had to do the you know, the obligatory so we're here. You're probably wondering how we got here, and we're in a bubble, and like, just everything's safe. Of course, they have to stand, but they're standing six feet away from each other. So the, the the camera has to pan way out on them, so you can see their whole bodies, and they looked so awkward standing there. Didn't know what to do with their hands. They're all just standing there like stiff boards. So you could tell you or somebody who knows what they're doing was like, "Get us some chairs." Yeah. For day two, they had chairs, and Bob Weeks sat on the chair like. Sideways like he had a dress on and he looked ridiculous. So I think this is tough for guys when you can't just see them from the chest up. You know what I mean?
0: Well, the the thing that drives me nuts with that is like and it's I have a beef with like certain COVID protocols that I don't think are actually done with like public safety in mind. They're done with the idea of like, oh just do it so we look good. And like the oh, analysts that stand six feet apart, like doing that, they're standing six feet apart doing their TV hits but living in the same house, and they took a 19-hour bus ride from Toronto to Augusta together in, on the same yeah. bus. Like You're telling me you didn't all use the same bathroom that's in that bus or something? Like I don't know. It just drives me out. It's like, just let them stand together. No one on TV is going to be like, what the fuck? Well, I'm a diaper hear, guy on all buses.
5: Did you hear uh, oh, Aaron Rodgers going off on the Pat McAfee show, talking about basically like how hypocritical some of the things that they have to do are?
1: No, like, what is it? Go
5: on. Well, they can't have, like, he, he's saying it's really tough to connect with your team in the dressing room because when you're in the dressing room, there's plexiglass between everything. You're not supposed to go within two feet of each other, or five, six feet of each other, sorry. And so, like, the camaraderie's not really there, yet they're expected to go and fly on a plane together and then, like, hit each other with no masks on, like, for practice. Linemen are and, breathing
0: on each other, like.
5: Yeah, and he's like, and he's like, I don't get it. We're supposed to stay away from our own teammates. Yet you see guys after the game and they're dapping up each other. They're hugging each other like the quarterbacks from opposite teams are giving each other like, you know, bro hugs. And you're just like, I don't get it, you know. But I think the one thing he doesn't understand is that when you're outside, like science kind of says right now, whether or not you believe it or not, that it's a little different being inside and being outside, right? So I get it. Everybody's just doing their best. But it was just funny to hear him say, Basically, going off about it.
0: Um, yeah, I think we uh, caught Chalmers up on everything, Chalmers. We basically talked about drinking for like thirty minutes, so yeah. you missed a. Oh fun my podcast. god, my
1: specialty! <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: I put uh, forward
3: a theory, Chalmers, <laughs> that if you've had chlamydia twice, you're immune to COVID.
1: What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Whatever. Prove me I'm wrong.
5: <laughs> I can't. I not do that. <laughs> so you got me.
1: Uh, I did learn about Wanya Chalmers, though, that he was a he was a sourpuss guy. Oh, Oh, I always remember those days.
3: Get a bunch of vodka sours to kick the night off.
5: Oh, yeah. Red star Puss was the
3: better one.
4: Oh, they're all bad. I I
3: remember in those days, Thomas, we would get rounds of shots and then drink the round of shots, accusing each other of being our worst enemies as we had to drink them. Like, if you weren't complaining about the shot that was ordered, you weren't trying.
5: That's true. We did the shots way too much. Like, that was always when it just... It got weird after the shots. I love shots. Nothing
4: good comes from shots.
5: That's not true. Nice. You're drunk, and that's great. That's why we're all here, aren't we?
4: Yeah, yeah. it's because you can't. You never know where you're at with it. The minute you take, and then it takes a while. Like it's, you you mean a, to
1: tell me, Jay? You, you mean to tell me. Bomb. All the nights at the
3: pint that you had drop shots in like Red Bull or whatever yeah. those things were, That you don't look fondly back on those drinks?
4: I can tell you I would have. <laughs> it's how I felt the day after. The day after nights of uh, of, of having well, shots versus not judge having fireworks.
3: By Night how it looks. you don't judge a firework by how it looks in the morning. You judge it in its beautiful moment of impact when it
4: explodes. Well, lightly. it's true. There is some you know sex and violence about shots in terms of like it's it, it 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 yeah. It's got that uh, cachet or whatever. But like, I should have just had a beer.
3: Oh, my shot, I though, still would have had
1: just as good oh, as a night. Oh, I think it also beer. depends on uh, how they are presented. Like when we do nation Christmas party and drinko is out.
4: Well, that's different. That's circumstantial. That, that's that's and that's why I,
1: where they make sense the most.
4: That's it, right. because it's an event around having a shot. I'm not just having a shot as part of my drinking portfolio.
5: If you give everybody, everybody a shot and check in with them 15 minutes later, everyone's having a better time. Wanya, you're right, though. Like, when you think of some nights, like, I think of the December 23rd. Every December 23rd, we would all, it was just unwritten. You didn't have to invite anybody, but everybody showed up. We all went to Sherlock Holmes Pub in West Edmonton Maw in Bourbon Street. And there would be, like, 50, 60 of us there. And it was always December 23rd. And the one thing I remember the most about that was I always would get Irish car bombs. Yes! So many Irish car bombs. Delicious!
3: And it should be noted that the twenty third party had to be canceled because of annual fights breaking out. Oh, we had many a lot to
5: do with the car bomb.
4: Uh, car bomb, yeah. Well, yeah. let's like the the Irish car bomb is a very very good shot.
5: Delicious. It's the mob mentality. We'd always, you know, you get you get like thirty to fifty of acquaintances, just people. <laughs> everybody knows each other, and then one guy side looks another guy. And it's like mob mentality. Everybody's like, oh, let's do this.
4: Well, what we're doing is we're actually, it's a high school reunion every year, right? So you go back into high school mode. So it just happens. Beefs aren't, uh, go back to being unsquashed. All, everything (laughs) is relived, rehashed. It's, uh, yeah. The 23rd. It had to, it had to A
3: tray of shots has only ever made your problem temporarily better and then much, much worse. Oh, yeah.
0: Um, hate to be the guy to break up the drinking chatter, but I think I need to reel this podcast back to sports and uh, get set for our friend uh, Scott Hastings from Oddshark. I think it's that time. We're going to do NFL pick We're going to talk about betting on the Masters. We're going to do all of that uh, with Scott as I add him in here. Uh, as always, Scott Hastings from Oddshark.com. It is your spot for sports betting information. Be smarter. Be a better better. That's not their slogan. I just said that now, but it, it's true. Autrek.com helps you become a better better, And uh, I'm excited to do, one, our pick because I won last week. I nailed my pick. Bag milk's on a bit of a losing streak. We're going to talk to all that. We're going to get picks, everything with Scott. Uh, Scott, you joined the Real Life Podcast, which is technically a sports podcast, but we just spent 30 minutes talking about drinking. Uh, I don't know if you're a drinker or anything like that, but our big question was, what is the one thing when you were younger that you used to drink like religiously that now you're just like, I can't believe I did that. Is there, is there something that sticks out to you?
6: Yeah. I, I used to drink vodka, but I don't drink the vodka anymore.
0: Uh, uh, so that's I guess probably fair.
6: So, yeah, I guess that was a high school. Are we allowed to say that. Uh, yeah of age uh drinking vodka yeah so i i haven't touched vodka in several years
3: I'd
0: also freddy yeah.
6: couples just dropped neck bomb on uh on air so that was good
1: oh Ooh, sweet attaboy, i love freddy
0: couples that's great yeah. <laughs> um there you go Masters. i always love oh, when they go. do that
1: when they're just like oh apologies for everybody like uh you never heard that word before anywhere ever before sorry yeah yeah, yeah they go
6: with the obviously he's frustrated line is yeah. a classic and and now he can't get the ball to drop, so that's uh, it's an issue for Freddie.
0: Uh, we're talking about the Masters with Scott Hastings from Odd Shark. Uh, I want to get into like a few things about it, but I think just first, for the people who are listening to this, and hey, maybe for our friend begged Milk as well, who have never bet on golf before. There's the standard pick a winner, they can come top 5, top 10, top 20, but are there some other different ways on maybe a day-to-day basis to, to bet on golf?
6: Yeah. And, and some, sometimes when you choose a winner, uh, certain books will even pay you out if they're leading on the, you know, if, if you pick the winner. So it looks like, uh, Paul Casey's going to win day one, at least he shot a seven under, uh, tremendous score. So some books will actually pay you out for the winner if they're leading at any round. So that's pretty cool. Uh, one of the ones that I really like is three, uh, three balls. And so basically you're choosing uh, which player of the group is going to win. Of course, three balls, three players going on at the same time. Uh, And oftentimes all three options will be plus money. So I absolutely love doing three ball bets.
0: Interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, Heading into this weekend, we all know that the public loves betting on Tiger. At least that's the perception. Did that hold true heading into the Masters? Was Tiger the most bet on? Was he up there again?
6: Yeah, he's always a popular bet. Although, uh, Odd Sharks, Ian McMillan loves to take the uh, Tiger not to make the cut. That's one of his favorite bets. It's always plus money, so uh, he loves to do it, but Tiger's shooting four under uh, today, so uh, poor Ian is going to lose his bet. That doesn't make me feel
5: too bad, though. Huh. Can somebody explain to me what Rory McIlroy's problem is with Augusta? He's already plus one after three, and he, they did a whole thing on him and I was watching it without the volume on. I just couldn't turn the volume on, but like, do we know what the deal is with him there?
6: No, I get maybe he likes the, the Irish links type <laughs> courses where they're wide open and windy. Uh, yeah, maybe, eh? you know, these, these tight corners of Augusta around, uh, uh, yeah, just some of the stuff maybe has an issue with it or he, he just will bait you into, uh, not being good and then goes out and wins it anyway. So, uh, time will tell for
0: Rory. Last Masters question I had for you. We're almost done day one here. So, I mean, the the odds are going to change and all that throughout the weekend. But heading into this, were there any sort of, you know, mid-range plays, guys that, guys that you like to maybe surprise a bit at Augusta?
1: Yeah,
6: I'm never a guy to take the favorite in any golf tournament. Uh, I just think it's, there's so much value that you, anyone outside. So, like, uh, a couple guys that I liked uh let me bring up my slip here uh like Jason Day was plus 3,300 and uh just a guy that towards the end of the season was starting to really putt well used to be the best putter in the game uh and his whole game was coming around uh Colin Morikawa he won a major last year one of the young and up up and comers he was plenty plus 2,800 so those are sort of what I look for somewhere in that plus 3,000 range that has had the ability to win a, a, a tournament or two, and uh, is providing good value.
4: What were the odds? Because th- th- this guy is just—he's pr- he's just greasy in the sense that he shows up to every. G- he's always in contention at the Masters, and sure as shit, he's in contention today. And that is one Louis Oosthavens. Yeah. I I love
6: I love Hazen. He. he, he- He's a real scrappy guy, isn't he?
4: Yeah, uh, you can just set your watch to him. He's going to play a factor in the Masters. So I'm
6: just looking at our Masters page, which had, I think, the top 20 uh, down Adam Scott, who was plus 5,000, and Uth- wasn't there. So he was more than plus 5,000. Oh. He's, just, he's just one of those guys. But he always, I find, has a rough weekend. He yeah. gets off to a hot start uh, and then sort of tails off a little bit. Uh you see that with a lot of players. Tony Finow, of course, how many times was he yeah. leading into Saturday and Sunday and then has epic collapses? So um yeah, I I feel Usa is in is that type of player as well. So he might look good right now, but I don't know if
4: he's worth your investment.
0: Shifting gears. Oh, what was that, Jay? Oh, nothing.
4: Uh-huh. Oh right. Lou, I'm putting I'm gonna <laughs> see how he fares tomorrow. Uh I'm, I'm not I'm 'cause I'm new to golf betting and so I'm waiting until the weekend before I place my bets on my on my uh, my horses for the weekend. I, I frequently do
6: that too, as well. on Saturday morning, uh, moving to hit course is I look for a guy that might be just three or four strokes back but is providing plus two thousand. somebody that you can still make up that ground within Saturday Sunday. Now, I'm not taking ten shots back, but two or three, maybe four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find there's a little value there. just to have a little fun.
0: So would that be your best advice uh, heading into the weekend then at, the, at Augusta? If someone's sitting here right now being like, ah, I didn't get in on it on Thursday, but you know, on the weekend when you're going to be sitting down and watching five straight hours of it, look for those guys who are maybe just three, four back?
6: Yeah, that, that's sort of what I go about. It's just looking for that value that taking a favorite at plus 400 or plus 500 going into Saturday when anything can happen. And we've even seen it on Sunday, major collapses or major comebacks. Tiger, when he won last year, uh, I think he starts the day four shots back and goes out and wins it. So uh, that's one of the things that's really fun about golfing or frustrating if you have the leader is uh, there is value to be made if you can catch a guy that gets hot, essentially.
0: Uh, we got some time here to talk NFL Week 10 with Scott Hastings from Odd Shark. And you, like for me personally, I can usually take you know a, a five-minute look at the slate coming up and quickly look at, okay, there's kind of three or four spots here that I don't mind. I like doing the six-point teasers like your colleague Joe Osborne does every week as well. So I can usually pick up a few spots. This week feels like a tough slate to me. Am I right in thinking that? Like, It doesn't look like there's a lot of games on here where I'm going, ah, that looks like a nice little value play.
6: Yeah, there seems to be a lot of either really tight lines or Green Bay versus Jacksonville yeah. where you get a double-digit line. Everything seems pretty pretty tight uh and of course joe is afraid to take an actual line so he teases it so we'll <laughs> chirp on old joe there uh but yeah no I, I found the lines were pretty sharp this week but there's in fact most of my picks this week are on totals rather than sides just because there wasn't a ton that i was in love with uh, as far as the point spread went
5: it's funny because i go through my list of things that i look at and like i do this thing where i have to bet on which team is going to win and how much they're going to win by. And Mm -hmm. when I, when I go through it and I go like, and I I go gut who I think is going to win. And then I look at the line. I've got heavy lines on a lot of these. Like, I just feel like there's some teams that are playing above their standard and like others that aren't like the Seahawks only being favored by the to the Rams. Like, I think they're going to blow them out. I just, I, I don't see anything with the Rams guys. Like, the Buccaneers, I believe that they're, like, poised for a comeback, well, and Carolinas are going to be good. You know, like, I, I just, I don't get it. The lines are all so tight. Some of the games are even, like, the team is favored that I just don't see. I just don't get it. Like, Miami favored over the Chargers. I don't get that one.
0: Yeah, like, for me, hey. though, Chalmers, you mentioned you mentioned the Bucks as one team and the Seahawks as another. Those are two teams that I personally feel like I don't trust. We just saw last week Seattle was getting blown out early. Bucks got blown out as well in prime yeah, time. Like. But-
5: But it's one of those things where every single, when when they play good, which they do most of the time, they're head and shoulders above these other teams, but then they have their bad game and that's where your trust starts to waver in them, but it doesn't change anything. The fact is, is they're still made up of the same parts. you know, guys just have a bad week or maybe something goes through their locker room and it's just, you know, it's just Uh an off week for them. And then. I just I think that plays into it. Like, I don't know. I don't know. There's something something weird about this week where yeah. when I look at it, I have lines of like 14, 10, 14, 24, like the only games I have that are tighter this Thursday nighter in the Cowboys Texans or the Brown Texans, I'm sorry.
0: sorry. Scott, your take on our debate?
5: <laughs> uh
0: yeah, no. I I think there's there's
6: definitely dud games and there's there's something to that. Um and it's tricky it's how, you don't see a 16 and 0 team very often, nor do you see an 0 and 16 team. Although, uh, there's certain teams that should be 0 and 16, uh, but they always muster up a win. Like the, the Jets almost did it last week. Yeah, That was a game that a lot of people were all over the Patriots. I like the Jets. I thought it was going to be low scoring. It definitely was not, which was surprising to me. Um, so there is something to be about that. And you will see lines reflect when you see a team come off a bad performance like Tampa Bay. If Tampa Bay had to beat New Orleans, they probably would have been six and a half point favorites, not four, four and a half point favorites. So it's just one of those things that you got to try and, you got to try and see what, what would the public sort of put that line at? And you, that, that can tell you a lot of where you should be putting your money. So if you think they're a slam, I've said this before, if you think something looks like a slam dunk, that's where it gets really sketchy, right? And I think we're seeing that a lot with these these tight one-and-a-half-point spreads uh, that feel, oh, they should win by 10, and then they lose by 10. And you're like, well, damn.
5: And do, do you, do, like I don't understand the Cardinals lose last week, the Bills win last week, yet the Cardinals are favored minus two. That makes yeah. no sense to me. Again, there's, one...
6: there's the travel aspect of that one. So the Bills were at home to Seattle, so Seattle went west coast to east coast. Now the Bills are going vice versa. I know Arizona's not quite the West Coast, but same idea that they're, they're going to be traveling southwest. So there, there is a little bit of travel aspect to it. But, uh, yeah, some of these lines are, are awfully fishy.
1: That kind of leads me into my rookie betting question of the week, Scott. Uh, I'm not doing very well to pick up the last three weeks. So somebody slid into my DMs. His name's Corey. Said that I'm choosing favorites over value. Can you please explain what that means to me? Mm,
6: yeah, that's a good one. So, so there's there's a lot of times I, I use that actually a lot for UFC betting. Is there should there's certain fights that I'll see that I I think it's a coin flip. Although I could see why one guy is favored over the other, but I think the odds should be a lot tighter. Uh, and so I I'll usually default to the underdog in that situation. So it would be like, uh, what, were the, what were the Patriots ten point favorites last week? Yeah, something yeah. like that. So that's one that they shouldn't have been ten point favorites because they haven't really beaten anyone not- notably. Like they just they haven't looked good. Cam Newton struggles to pass the ball. As bad as the Jets are, they've been a scrappy team, and and coming off a game against Kansas City where they were competitive until they weren't. It was just one of those games that, yes, the Patriots were probably going to win, but were they going to win by ten points? It's just they were a little overvalued. and public perception that the Jets are trash, although it's mostly true, they are still a bit of a scrappy team and have been getting uh, they've been getting some players healthier and stuff, especially their wide receivers. So those are some things too, that people will forget about that a player comes off the IR or whatnot, and you assume that they're still trash. Uh, and they get overlooked, and, and that's when you see an inflated line.
5: Well, in that game, what's funny is, with the Patriots, it seems like the Dolphins and the Jets always treat that every year like that's their Super Bowl, and so they always yeah. play the Patriots. It's like they yeah. circle it on the calendar at the beginning of the year, and you know those games are going to be tight.
6: Well, uh, that's a good point that you bring up there, and it's divisional matchups, you know, you, you, especially in the NFC or AFC West, which is uh, the Broncos and all that. I don't know how many times that the Broncos or the Chargers have been six-point underdogs, maybe even to the Chiefs, where you say, like, of course, the Chiefs are going to cover that. And it's a divisional game, and they end up scrapping it out that it ends up being a field goal that decides it. So a little bit of that is it's a very good point, that divisional games often be a lot tighter than uh, just your AFC-NFC matchup.
0: Let's talk about our weekly pick'em before we wrap up here. Last week, uh the boys on the pod here, the real life boys went two and two. Chalmers, you missed on the Cardinals. I nailed I the Ravens minus two and a half. And that was a bit early. That was a sweat for me because I had more than a few units on the Ravens, but that <laughs> came through. Uh Jay, you got Giants plus two and a half. Begged milk, like you said, three misses in a row. The Steelers. I mean, they cost me a little bit of money as well, so I won't be too rough on you. Scott, you went two for three again, just remarkably consistent this year since we started doing our predictions. Uh, but you're still chasing that three and a week. Uh before we get to the experts, Scott, let's go give our uh let's give our picks for the week. And I'll start with you, Bag Milk. Who you want to go with?
1: I'm gonna go uh with Pittsburgh again.
0: Okay. Steelers. i got again. Pittsburgh again.
5: And what are they?
1: They are
6: uh, seven and a half is what I'm seeing.
0: Yeah, What's I got seven on, and a half. So yeah, we got Pittsburgh minus seven and a half against Cincinnati. I don't hate that. I like a good bounce back week for the Steelers. Uh, Chalmers, you missed last week as well. So where are you going?
5: Yeah, I flip flop back and forth between the Chargers Dolphins game and the Seahawks Rams game. But I am going to take the Seahawks plus two.
0: Seahawks. I just think
5: they win out right. I think they, I, I, I know the travel. I get it. It's divisional game. Seahawks are just better. In my opinion,
4: interesting enough, Jay. Well, then don't be a coward and say you'll take him on the money line.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm going to take two. Come on, this is all about the record. We take what okay. we take the advantages that are given to us. I, I, I,
4: I I'm going with my heart. Oh. I need to oh. win. The I Browns. need them I'm going Cleveland over Houston, minus three. But in all honesty, if you want to make some money this week, <laughs> Tom Brady. It's putting up some fucking points this week. So if you want to win some money, don't bet a lot. Don't trust my advice. There's my disclaimer. Tampa and the over. Okay. And And team team total
6: over and everything? Team
4: total. Tampa and the over. Tampa is dropping 40 points on (laughs) Carolina because Tom is pissed.
0: Fair enough. All right. Can't can't argue with that analysis. Uh, I'm going to go right back to the Ravens. (laughs) They were good to me last week, and I don't like this Patriots team at all. I think a touchdown is fair. So I'll take Ravens minus seven. Uh, And that brings us to Scott Hastings, who last week you nailed the Raiders. You nailed my Buffalo Bills. That was a big win for them. And uh, like you said, the New York, uh, New England game was just weirdly high scoring. But where are you going this week, Scott?
6: Yeah, yeah, that was disappointing. Although I hit the under on the Sunday nighter. That looked like it was trash nice. at halftime, I and then it just stopped. And I was like, oh, oh Lord. thank uh, Lord. We're going to go, go with... Wait, with hold up. Second. Second.
4: One second, second. One second.
0: We're getting an we're echo, getting from, an someone's echo from
4: someone's mic. We have an echo.
0: Oh, there we go. Thank you, Chalmers. <laughs> uh, Scott, where are you going for your picks?
4: Okay, we're good.
6: Um, <laughs> I'm going with uh, aforementioned AFC West matchup. Denver and Las Vegas I'm going with the underdog Denver Broncos uh, just like Drew Locke's been putting some points up surprisingly uh, and and once again divisional matchup they're always scrappy five points is too much then i have just not a lot of confidence in a lot else uh, I'm going to go with that Baltimore New England game though and I'm going to go with the total I'm going over 43 and a half points um, uh, yeah I don't have a lot of Confidence in the Patriots. They've been running the ball a little better. Uh, I think both teams should put up 22 points, which would hit a 44 over. Uh, if not, Baltimore will get 30, and New England will put up their handful of points to over 43 and a half. And geez, what are we going to go with now? Uh, I did like the Browns, but uh, it's already been taken. So go uh, something else. That warms my heart to know. I, I, hope
5: I that, do
4: like it. I hope that's I two love of seeing, your three picks, not
6: one of I love your three picks.
5: That you're doing these kind of like. You're looking at a list, but you're kind of still doing it by the gut. It makes yeah. me think that I'm not doing this all that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I always go by my gut,
6: and I guess we'll go with. Uh, geez, we'll go with. We'll go with the other uh, NFC East matchup: Philly and New York. And I'm going to go with the over forty-four and a half in that one too. Philly's just those type of teams that uh, is a type of team that can win games, but makes a hell of a lot of mistakes. And yeah. if you make mistakes against the Giants. They will get you for 20-plus points. Eagles should win that game. So I like over 44-and-a-half in that one.
0: Perfect. Scott, as always, appreciate your time. Enjoy the weekend, man. There is a ton going on. It's going to be fun. Oh yeah.
4: What a Take Sunday. care,
6: guys. There you what go. A Sunday. That is Hell
0: Scott yeah. Hastings from Odd Shark, your spot for sports betting info. Check him out, oddshark.com. Check out Scott as well on Twitter, always giving you good picks. Always joining the pod to give us some fire takes and good picks as well, yeah, this Sunday, man. Whew.
5: You know what I'm thinking of doing? I'm thinking of trading in next year's Father's Day for this Sunday. Say, don't bug me. Get out of the house. Go to tobogganing. Let me do my thing. And I'm just going to have all these TVs on. Football, the Masters. And
0: just, you know? I'm, in lieu of next year's Father's Day. I'm going to say this quietly because I know my girlfriend's in the other room and she won't like it. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of moving the TV out of the bedroom and into the living room for a day. Yes. And going, you need
4: two TVs. You deserve it.
0: Well, I have two already. I'm bringing the you one out of the three. bedroom to go three so I can have two football and games and the Masters. Laptop's always on Red Zone because you can watch it on tsn.ca now. So I'll have the four screens going oh, and all. fuck. On. It's going to be great.
5: You can do what now?
0: If you So like you have cable obviously, right? If you go on TSN.ca and you sign in through your cable provider, you can watch Red Zone on your computer.
5: Well, isn't that something?
0: You didn't know That's that game changing.
5: I had no idea. It's unreal, fantastic. Man.
0: Unreal. You know and what I do?
5: So sometimes when I'm I'm like I'm doing stuff around the house or like I've been building the outdoor rink or even some days when I'm working on a Sunday, I listen to Sirius Satellite through my phone, and so I listen to. um um, the daily, I think it's called the Daily Grind or something with uh, Bill Leckis and Joe and some Tory or whatever. Yep. And it's like Red Zone, but on the radio, and it's just not that good. I'd much rather stream that, the Red Zone, and just listen to it and have it in my pocket, just on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can do it on uh, TSN.ca. Awesome. They did that. They just started that this year, which is it's so nice. Like I was, I could always go find a stream of it somewhere. Um, but it's nice to be able to just TSN.ca, two clicks, bang, Red Zones on your laptop. And I'm too cheap to pay Beautiful. for Red Zone on my TV, so it's got to be that way. Um, it ain't all right. Cheap. Pardon?
5: said so it ain't
1: cheap.
0: Oh no, it is not cheap at all. Uh, don't hey, forget. Did we hear
5: from Tanner. How's
0: how's things with Tanner going? I don't know. You if know he- what? I
1: didn't get an email. I'm gonna send him. I'll send him an email right now, Steve. Uh, tell him we want.
5: Tell him we want weekly check ins on how this is going.
0: That'd be great. I will. I'm, invest-
5: him. I'm invested now.
0: Uh, Chalmers, well- I saw your wife commented on the Instagram post. Did she go listen to your advice? <laughs> yeah.
5: I have no idea. She doesn't she's not exactly the biggest uh podcast listener to her. she doesn't even have Apple Music on her phone. Like it's ridiculous. Um so yeah, if he could figure out even how to do it, uh if she maybe listened to it, I'm not sure. I don't think she'd disagree with me though. I think well, I mean
1: I think you gave good advice.
5: Yeah, we have a philosophy around our house and yeah. it's just that.
1: Yeah, I'll check in with Tanner to make sure that he's following your
0: advice, Robert. I have some other yeah, relationship Tanner, advice know- for everyone listening to this. If you're looking, you know, you're looking, you got a special someone in your life, go get them the new gift box from Twig and Berries. It is tremendous yep. value. You need to check this thing out. They posted about it on their Instagram. It's on their website as well. Uh, twigandberries.ca. Let me just say here, 150 bucks gets you the Connor hoodie. It's their best-selling hoodie, a pair of their very own Nutsack underwear, a pair of their Twig and Berries active socks, their ultra slim wallet, their tumbler, and their toque. A toque, a tumbler, a wallet, socks, underwear, hoodie, only 150 bucks. It's your one-stop shop for Christmas shopping. Check them out, twigganberries.ca. Good local company. Use the promo code NATION15 to check out. Also, keep your eyes peeled, nationgear.ca, because that blackout collection is coming, and it is good. You need something to eat this weekend? Oodle Noodle also your spot.
1: There you go. Look at that. Tanner, another free piece of advice. Your missus is going to want to see you in those fresh nut sack undies.
0: There you go. Uh, Big thanks to Scott Hastings for joining us today on the podcast. Big thanks to the four of you for stopping by as well. This was good. Monday, we got a special guest. So we'll have that interview coming to you again. the, The teaser I gave was you've seen him around Roger's place plenty of times. This will be a fun interview. I'm excited. Talk to you all on Monday. Episode 230 of the Real Life Podcast. Brought to you by Oodle Noodle is over.
2: Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.